1: On today's episode, we die and go to Disneyland, L.B. doesn't go to Mexico, and we help you live your best lonely life. All that and more on today's episode of bad Advice with
2: Lori Beth Denberg! Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg! Give me that vital information so I get the right thoughts to do, yeah! The church of Lori Beth
0: is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures about the information, talking to my God and my savior, my L.B.T. What's going on with me? Oh my god, I send my savior,
3: my LPT. Just tell me what's going on with me.
2: Hello, everybody listening in the universe. This is Lori Beth Denberg. That's me, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. Woo. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello! Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm not the best. <laughs> I know. We
1: aren't supposed to be here today. No.
2: Oh. Loyal, loyal longtime listeners will know that <laughs> I was supposed... <laughs> To be in Mexico. I was yeah. supposed to leave last Monday as we record this. Yep. And I think last week I talked about, you know, it's up in the air. I don't know if COVID will allow it. Right. I, I think I said, I'm not gonna get excited. I'm trying to not get excited. Right,
1: you were still nervous.
2: I'm still nervous that it could get canceled or that me and my friend would cancel right. ourselves. Right um cuz we're all about cancel culture
3: <laughs> but
2: that is not the case dear listeners oh. a dog ate my passport <laughs> a dog chewed the shit yeah out of my pet, pa- and not like a stray dog or yeah. anything. No, no, that made it sound like I got mugged or something.
1: <laughs> I also like that you literally brought your uh passport here to show me. I brought my like passport I wasn't here gonna to believe you. you or
2: no, I put pictures <laughs> of it up. I don't know if I put it on Instagram, maybe I will. Okay, I think I smushed it on Facebook, definitely. Yeah. I did, yeah. A dog that I love, one of the red dogs, yeah. he is. A silly monster. He is uh, like less than two years old.
1: Is this the one that just got snippy snipped?
2: He got snippy snipped. Oh, so
1: he was looking for revenge.
2: The next day. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, this was before that.
2: This was before that. So it
1: couldn't be revenge.
2: Uh, it couldn't have been. It wow. wasn't. But I mean, there was still a little satisfaction <laughs> in it. So, I was it was in my bag. Here's the thing, yeah, it's he's a dog, yeah, If you have a dog and it does something, you know, don't leave your old family photos on
3: the <laughs> coffee table.
2: You know, I didn't, I mean, he's a dick. He's eaten packs of cigarettes before. Oh, no. But all of this is, you know, me learning now. I need to keep my backpack zipped all the way up.
1: So he went into your backpack and got yes. it out of your backpack? He went into
2: my backpack. I was having dinner with my friend at her house. Okay. And I wasn't facing, like, he was behind us. Yeah. Both the red dogs were behind us. And I turn around, I just see my cigarettes all over. Oh, this no. is the third pack. He usually leaves me a good amount of un, <laughs> un-murdered cigarettes. Okay. And by the way, everyone, I smoke. I know it's not good. <laughs> I, blah, blah, that's a fucking-
1: That's a different Different story.
2: conversation. Um, And then I'm like, oh, God damn it! blah, blah, blah. But I mean- I can't, I can't be. Well, he's one of those dogs you can't be mad at because he's like so cute and right, sweet. Right, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, oh. And then I'm like, that's fine. I'm picking him up. And then I see he has my passport in oh, his mouth.
1: no. And I see
2: that it's not just in his mouth. I see that he's had it for right, a minute.
1: there's pieces on the floor there's, already.
2: Yeah, and I was just like, oh, Fuck, I got upset. Like, I was like, you got my passport. Like, I was, you know, because we're supposed to then go to Mexico four days later.
1: Yeah, well, and hello, this is uh, the end of a a year and a half long pandemic. How many other crazy wild trips have you been able to go on that were just like a relaxing vacation?
3: Actually, I
2: know. So, yeah, so my friend and I looked it up and we thought, oh, it'll be okay. Like my picture's not hurt. Right. The first. Like, and apparently there's this little chip
3: oh, in, yeah, the yeah, in the front. It's like, if
2: that's okay. Yeah. So I, I'm also terrified of adult things and paperwork. <laughs> so I'm like, it'll be fine. Sure. This happened on a Wednesday. I didn't do anything about it. Thursday. Oh, no. Uh, Friday. I look up. On the internet, because my my friend that I was going with is like, you need to check it out. Did you handle it? Did you handle it? Yeah. And I'm like, but it said it was fine on the random internet Google, <laughs> right. whatever Page that we
1: clicked that you, on. Yeah, the one thing that you looked at.
2: I'm like, that gave me the answer I wanted, so I stopped reading. <laughs> it was like my own fake news that only fucked me over. So then I'm like, okay, I'll call. And... I called on a Friday. We were supposed to leave on the Monday. Monday, yeah. So I wait for an hour. I wake up at 5 a.m. Okay. Because the passporty office line opens at 8 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Oh,
1: wow. So I set my alarm
2: for 4.45 and I wake up and I am on the phone. Wow. Like dialing in. And it said, we are experiencing higher than usual call wait times. Your approximate wait time is one hour and 30 minutes. Oh, my
1: God. So I'm like,
2: I'm staying on the phone.
1: Wow. I'm staying on the phone. I'm staying on the phone.
2: And it said that thing where it goes, if you don't want to wait, you can leave a callback number. Sure, you sure. You will not lose your place in line. Sure. So after 45 minutes, something like that, I go, okay, I'll try that. And I push like two and it goes, this option is not available oh, right now. Oh, no! Which is fine. I'd rather sit in the line. Yeah, yeah. I honestly would. Yeah. But um, so I sit there, I get this woman on the phone. I'm super excited. It's now 5, 6, 6:30, between 6 30 and 7 a.m. Okay, okay. And I tell her what happens, and she says, Okay, well, you've gotta, you know, get an appointment. So I say, Okay, do you have any appointments today? And she's like, no, we're all booked out. And this is all because of COVID. Right, well, of course, Normally, yeah. I would have been able to just go to the place place right. and say, and yeah. say, here's my money. Can I get an expedited one yeah. for an extra money? Yeah. That's what they say. They say, it's this money, but this is extra money. It's like a, it's like a mechanic. You go, how much is this going to cost? He goes, how much you got? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that what happens in vacation? <laughs> yeah, and vacation. vacation. Um, so... The first appointment I can make is Wednesday. I'm supposed to leave Monday. Right. Is Wednesday in San Diego.
1: Oh, my God. We live
2: in Los Angeles. There were three offices in California, San Diego, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Right. The only quickest thing was a San Diego appointment at 9 a.m., two days after we are supposed to leave on our trip. Oh. I'm like, I'll take it. Oh, I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then she says, so I'm like, okay, two days, maybe we can swish it. Right. And um, so then she says, Well, wait a minute. Do you have your travel booked? Yeah. Have you changed your travel? And I said, That's my next phone call. Yeah. And she says, You have to have your travel itinerary in hand to huh. even make the appointment. Huh. And this is a line for just if you're traveling in the next 72 hours. Okay. So we had to have rebooked our travel, hoping that we could get an appointment. Right. To change that, like, it was just like... So that like, you could
1: go to the, you know, travel. Yeah,
2: but if I change my flight and then I try to get an appointment after that, they yeah. could be like, well, no, now the only appointment is the day after right. your travel. there's Thursday
1: so, in uh, Wyoming. Yeah,
2: so it was really disheartening. I felt, I was just scared that my friend was going to be so fucking pissed yeah. and just like excoriate me for like not taking care of it in time, which yeah. another friend was on the phone with us. and She's like, that might not even have mattered.
1: Honestly, if you your know? passport gets destroyed yeah. the week before you're supposed to leave. Yeah. So it I was, mean-
2: it was really, I was really upset about ruining her trip and she's also the one that makes the arrangement so it's like okay. here why don't you do a lot more work and Ugh. but i felt a little better because our our trip what's it called with the y part
1: yeah yeah that, the reservation that, yeah the
2: reservation for the like actual where we were going sure isn't refundable but it's movable okay so we could smush it to a different time okay. it's like we didn't lose like a jillion pajillion dollars okay good so that's good 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 and but um. She, ugh, I was just so upset. Yeah. So, I mean, I was crying. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. And I thought she might just be like, you know what? Fuck you.
3: Yeah. And,
2: but she texted back a little while later and said, I've postponed the trip. We're going February 1st through February 8th. Okay. Now what that means is my birthday is February 2nd. Yes. So that means that she resmushed the trip for my birthday yeah. which made me feel really good and relieved because it meant, didn't it meant she didn't fucking hate me right, right. you know she it was, was a, doing something nice to you it was a very sweet gesture yeah. that let me know like yes i'm disappointed <laughs> and yes but like still like we're friends so oh, you man. know but so i am not in Mexico right now.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. I am
2: not in Mexico right now and neither is she. Yeah. And for a lot of weird reasons, though, it's working out. I want something real. Like, I want well, this is really bad. I'm like, I want there to be a huge hurricane oh, no. that we would have like, you know, it's like, oh, so good Thank we didn't God go. we didn't go. But now I'm realizing that I'm wishing a big hurricane on everyone who did get to go. <laughs> exactly. And that's not my intention. <laughs> Certainly not my intention. It'd be like, I hope our plane crashed. Ashes. <laughs> that would have been. It's like no, that's not that's something.
1: Horrible. That's not something you should wish for.
2: So you know. Anyway, dear listeners, wow. I'd much rather be here talking to you than in Mexico <laughs> on a lovely vacation. I'll have uh, a lot of advice for you all about your huge problem. I mean, uh, obviously, I do have the perspective that this is not a huge problem. Yeah, it's a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, and a huge learning lesson for me because yeah. I need to zip my fucking backpack up. There you go. So and not put it on the ground. We but were just eating dinner. And oh, you know what, though? Uh,
1: my wife has been setting up our next big uh vacation, which I believe is in January.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm uh, scheduled to uh to
1: watch the dogs, watch the dogs. Uh, and uh, so yeah, she's but she was basing all of this trip stuff on she wanted to be on vacation on her birthday yeah, because that's just something that's really fun and it's a memorable birthday that you'll never forget and so you know this might turn out to be something fantastic and yes it could have just been like a fun chill easygoing vacation and now it might be even more fun and crazier and cooler it's
2: mostly that she rescheduled it for my birthday which like let me know she wasn't going to be like Fuck you, I'm going yeah, exactly. with someone else.
3: But um,
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. so. Wow, okay, well, I'm <sighs> so sorry here about I that. I am, yeah. excited to give advice to people <laughs> with bigger problems than me, maybe. It's
3: true,
1: it's true. In fact, we have some really good questions today. I was really uh, happy with the, uh, the questions that we got, and we should start off With uh, somebody named Brandy, actually. Brandy, you're a fine girl. Exactly. She's, uh, She's writing us and asking us a question. She says, hey, guys, do you think it's normal to have quirks that your partner doesn't like? Like, I'm obsessed with music and Broadway. And anytime I listen to anything at all musical, he asks me to turn it off. I mean, he asks, but I know he's telling me to. Do you think everyone deals with things like this with partners on some
2: level? (laughs) The first thing I thought, it's funny how it ties into this whole question. (laughs) All right. I thought of... uh... Your boyfriend's in denial and secretly gay. Oh, okay, and he wants you to turn it off
3: <laughs> like
2: a light switch, which is a song from the Book, Book of Mormon, Mormon yeah, which absolutely. is a Broadway show. Uh, so your of question life. is just a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> Brandy, yeah, Brandy, Brandy. Ugh, it is. <laughs> If you are constantly blasting, you know, the, not the theme song, the soundtrack to Oklahoma. Sure. If the entirety of the air in your apartment slash house, wherever you live, is constantly filled with the original cast soundtrack to Show Right. I can see being annoyed by that. Sure. But if you, if you're just saying every time you turn it on, he's like, turn it off. And you know it's not a request, right? You know that's an issue. Yeah, I mean, if it is that you just won't fucking let up, and you're right, constantly right, playing it, exactly. There are these things called earphones. Yeah, exactly. Or earbuds or if headphones. I want to, yeah, headphones. Thank you. Um, that you could go to, but. It's not, everyone has pet peeves and everyone has something about their partner. They're like, oh, I hate this, but I love you otherwise. <laughs> but if you love something and you're not a lot, like I'm picturing you as like a, a battered wife who's right. like, can I just turn it on really quiet? Right. And he's like, no! She's like really silently just, it's a hard knock life. Yeah. Turn that off. He's like, I'll show you a hard knock. <laughs> oh God. Like he has hilarious puns. <laughs> like hilarious, like action movie puns. But with like theater and musical themes <laughs> Yeah, to them? like okay. he secretly like studies up like, oh, this will be a good one.
3: Right. Um,
2: <laughs> if you feel like you can't enjoy the things you like, um. You know, that's not a nice thing to have to, like, I can't enjoy the things I like. Right. But at the same time, like, earbuds might be great because there's nothing more annoying than having to sit through, you know, like, I have a friend, I have many friends, you know, and it's like, oh, this music is terrible, and you're playing it loud in your house.
1: Right. And it's like, but
2: this is what I cling to. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is what I barf to.
3: <laughs> so there's,
2: uh, there's different, you know, there's di- varying intensities yeah. of not liking what you like. It's right. certainly weird that you say, he asked me to turn it off, but I know it's not an ask. Yeah. No, he's telling
1: that's, me to. That's very aggressive.
2: Yeah. But again, if she's just playing it 24-7. Yeah. I just need... Brandy, I'd be aggressive too. Can you put... Uh, cameras in your house (laughs) and send me the footage from a seven day period so that I can try. I'm like, there were four minutes without a Broadway musical going. Exactly.
1: You see, I, I feel like when you're in the house, it's very rare to be listening to music if you're not doing something yeah right it, usually if you're in your house and you're listening to music you're either cleaning or you're working or you're doing something that doesn't involve another person yeah so if you're doing that and you're working or you're cleaning or you're doing whatever and listening to your music your husband can go to another room like yeah if that's what you're doing and if you need the music you need the music the only thing I feel like I grew up and I've I've Definitely kept this as an adult as well. But I grew up with a rule that was like a household rule, not a household, but a car rule. And you know what the car rule was? What? Driver gets to pick the music.
3: Oh. If you're
1: the driver, you get to pick the music. And you know what that meant for me? You never got to pick the music. That meant a lifetime of 94.7 the way.
2: Ooh, smooth jazz. 94.7 the way. That was it.
1: That was just like smooth jazz oh my for my God. whole childhood because my dad, dad would always drive. Your
2: dad's driving it and it's all smooth and he's pretending he's flying a, a plane. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Clark's dad <laughs> loves
2: like aviation and yeah, stuff, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, cool. Yeah. But I remember when we worked. when we worked at the ad agency it was all video games oh yeah and there was one that was like you were flying a plane you know it was pov and it was just flying this plane yeah that's all it was and i go i go this is boring (laughs) who play this and you go my dad
1: my dad yeah (laughs) he literally we had to it was just his birthday last month yep and or the beginning of this month and uh he was, we were going back and forth for months on how much money we were going to spend on him this year because he was really seriously considering spending about $3,000 for his birthday uh-huh. to get a gaming PC that's a powerful gaming PC with a VR. Uh, attachment to it, okay? Because there is a new version of Microsoft Flight, <laughs> in which you do real-time flights over what is now—it used to be very animated-looking, but is now almost photorealistic. Whoa! World underneath you, and now you put on the VR headset, and you really are sitting in this cockpit. Oh my
2: god! And you can
1: look out the window and do all this stuff. And we were really getting ready to buy him a $3,000 rig okay. to do all of this. And in the end, he kind of was just like, eh, you know what? I kind of just want to play around with VR.
2: Has he done like flight lessons or anything?
1: He did one time. He did a so uh, like
2: 3,000 bucks would pay for a lot of flight. lessons. I know.
1: I know. No, he we've had him go up in a little bit two-person plane little, little buddy holly deal yeah and he was able to fly so wow you could go up the the pilot takes you up and then once you're up in the air he kind of like directs you what to do and then now yeah. you're flying the plane and you're steering you're turning you're doing all he did that once and it was amazing and he said he'd love to do it again but that's as close as he's ever gotten but anyway, anyway, all of that all leads of us that back to, say, to: if you're driving the car, you get to pick the music. Maybe you should drive more, Brandy.
2: Brandy, are you driving the house? <laughs> but that also comes out like who's paying rent?
1: Yeah, that's another thing. You know, but <laughs> it's
2: it's it's interesting because we don't know the. I think I use the word intensity yeah. of the situation. Yeah. Um, Brandy, tap your iPod twice if you need help. <laughs> He's also like, I won't have carrots in this house, Brandy. (laughs) i like, I love carrots more than anything. Shut (laughs) up! Shut up! Um, He's like, I only like dramas. He's like, yeah, he's obsessed with
1: this uh, a very niche thing too. But yeah,
2: it's not uncommon to have different interests. Absolutely, at all. And it's not uncommon at all for you to be like, oh, he's doing this again. I hate that, but it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And so if that's just kind of the vibe of it, you know, put in your earbuds. Yeah. Put it, you know, drive around the block, as Clark says.
1: I only have, I have one other suggestion and then yes. we can move on. There are, especially nowadays, a wide breadth of musical styles. Ah. What if, find something that your husband's into. Does yeah. your husband like 80s rock? Well, then maybe you should play Rock of, uh, rock of Ages. A oh,
2: Rock of Ages. You know? Oh, like- rock of Love was that horrible show yeah, with that was, guy. Uh, Yeah,
1: exactly. But, Maybe there's a musical that you could find that would have his taste
2: mm. thrown in
1: there and then you could both enjoy it together. Eh, just a thought.
2: Okay, I like it. Uh, or, <laughs> Brandy, your husband is abusive and you need to write back <laughs> yeah. with the real question. Yeah. You yeah, know, maybe very... this is like a, a coded message asking <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. for help.
1: <laughs> Jesus. All right, uh, hopefully that helps, Brandy. And please, if there is more, let us know. Uh, but we're going to move on to our next question, and this one is from Louise. Louise and Louise asks, "Do you think people should get buried or cremated?" Oh, simple question.
2: Interesting, right? <clears throat> Let me prepare now. I just <laughs> had to clear my voice. I yeah, was going to say, um. Obviously it is a personal issue. There are all religious things that sure, go into sure, it. Sure. There are cultural things, there are family things. I I want to be cremated. Okay. I want to be cremated and a big part of that is this is kind of deep, but a big part of that would be I'm free of my body. Yeah. Like I am now. Light as literally air. Yeah. If you want to big Lebowski me into right. the ocean breeze and back in your face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but Jewish people, I mean, I was raised Jewish. Yeah. But Jewish people I know don't get cremated mm. or, it, you know, within it's, the religion. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. Thing. it's a thing. Plenty of them do. It's a thing. Oh, excuse me. Plenty of us do. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jewish people just you know, get you in the ground, like too sweet. Right. And it's like a thing. Yeah. No
1: tattoos.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, and I'm sure all of that has like, you gotta go with a Jewish cemetery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm half cremated and covered with tattoos. <laughs> can I, can they bury you like just between the cemetery wait, and the street? Wait, which half
1: is cremated?
2: <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> it depends on what the accident was that killed him. <laughs> But um, the fiery car wreck on the passenger side, but the sleeve of tattoos on my right arm oh, okay. is fine. Oh, okay, that's good. Um,
1: I thought you were thinking more like onward, like it's just pants. Yeah. It's just legs, right?
2: <laughs> no, so there is that, you know, deeply ingrained for a lot of people, religious, cultural, familial right. concept. For me, I just, I mean, I just want to be cremated and put somewhere nice. I don't know where, mm. but, um, you know, my friend whose husband just
1: yeah, passed. passed
2: away, he was buried. It was a whole military funeral. Like, right.
1: the... oh
2: I feel like I did that exact thing when I explained it before. Yeah. Um, so I went through that process with her and the whole, yeah. you know, rigmarole and the different stages of it, but that's what he wanted. Right. You know? Right. And then she was saying like, you know, there were so many places they didn't get to go. And I was like, see, this is why he should have been cremated. We could go everywhere and just toss a pinch of him. Exactly. Everywhere. <laughs> you know, but that's not what he wanted. Yeah. And. And that was based on like all of his experiences and what he wanted. Yeah. So I, my dad's being cremated. Really? Yeah, he loves to show me the paperwork just to really? make sure I still understand. Wow. Yeah. And it's all handled and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um
1: But you don't know where you wanna be like released.
2: No. No, I have no, I have I haven't thought How, about that at all.
1: What are your thoughts on the people that want to be released in specific rides at Disneyland.
2: I think it's illegal and you shouldn't do it when anyone's watching. (laughs) I mean, that is such a deal. Right. That is such a deal. I mean, it's, how are you going to, I mean, first of all, I don't believe in like life after death and all this kind of stuff. I'm an atheist. I think that, you know, we should be good and kind to each other yeah. on earth as the meat bags that we are.
1: Right. Just for the reason of being kind to one another. Yeah. That's all the reason you need.
2: Because it's nicer. Yeah. You know? I want to
1: live in a world where people are just nice to each exactly. other. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm not saying like, it, it's more of that when people have that, you know, oh, I'd love to be put into Hawaii or whatever. Yeah. Then that can give, Give people that peace of mind that, like, I'm going to spend eternity, Mm. and not in a not in a a, you know spiritual soul kind of a way, yeah, but just literally, yeah, in a place I love,
1: yeah, you know, yeah.
2: Let me go spread my ashes in Hawaii. It's like I'll be in Hawaii forever,
1: paradise forever,
2: exactly. And the same with you know. Disneyland or rise at Disneyland. It's, you know, how how happy must you be at Disneyland? How special? How personal must it the feeling you get right, being there right. be to someone who says Dump me in Small World. Right. You know, I wonder where the oh, most that's popular- a hell. Yeah, I know, right?
1: An eternity inside of Small if World. If you hate
2: your husband and he's like, let me out at the top of Big Thunder, and you're like, you're going in <laughs> fucking Small World, bitch.
1: I feel like for an eternity, you would just be talking and everything you would say would just sound like it was sung in that stupid song. I've
2: been watching, I've watched Family Guy- in reverse. Oh, okay. Like, I've watched all the episodes from this last season. Okay. And I was like, oh, I want to watch it. So I, I went, like, see, I think it was season 19. But huh? I watched 18. No, 17. kidding. Yeah, I'm on three now.
1: Stewie's not getting younger.
2: No one's getting younger. <laughs> no one's getting older. Eventually, you know, uh, Meg's
1: voice has changed. Yeah,
2: eventually Mila Kunis is going to turn into Lazy Chimer, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so it's really funny watching it in reverse. Uh, but they, I just saw one where Peter takes Stewie to, quote unquote, Disney World. Oh, okay. And he gets lost, and then the evil Disney Corporation kidnaps him and makes him a part of the small world. <laughs> like, everyone in small world aren't dolls. They're, they're just captured indentured Captured servants. kids. So that was fun. I but, like- yeah, it's, it's more, I mean, to me, who I don't believe in. Anything but being here right now with the people and dogs that I love or right. tolerate or haven't met yet right, and you know being a good person and trying to make someone smile and live my life yeah um that that thought of it's like the safety net you know i'm i when I die, I'm going to be on the beach in Hawaii,
1: right, you know it's
2: something for for the actual eventual dead person Mm. to kind of give themselves solace, to kind of, you know, take maybe the fear away, this and that. Right. So maybe I should look into it before I get like (laughs) dumped in the middle of our high school quad or something. I
1: I, I was going to say, I was going to wrap this question up with, I think I have a good idea. Okay. I think you should plot a cross country road trip and then make whoever's doing it either slowly dripping you through the whole country as they're driving, or leave little bits of you in little spots, uh, you know, crossing from one side to the other. You know
2: what you've just described, Clark? What? The most macabre ending to hashtag one million hugs
1: (laughs) ever. You just get those last three, uh, 999,997 is like somebody hugging your urn. Yeah, hugging the urn and and taking a
2: pinch. (laughs) Oh my God. If that's what COVID comes to, the entire world has failed me.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much, Louise. I appreciate that. That was a good question, but it is now time. I'm very excited for our rotating segment of the week and it has been a while, but it is time for a voice from the past. And now Mad Advice presents Voice Voice from from the
3: Past.
1: All right. So LB, uh, you want to introduce our voice from the past? I definitely
2: do. Uh, on the phone right now <laughs> is Farah Alvin. Farah Alvin uh, was my best friend. Oh, Clark's <laughs> giving you a round of applause. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. You're welcome. My best friend from high school. I would say there was a threesome: hey. you, you, me, and Stephen Kaplan. So <laughs> Farah was one of my best friends in high school. We were definitely. Drama nerds together. Yeah. She is, I will say, an amazing performer. Yeah. Don't get embarrassed, but <laughs> a voice that you know. I, what was the quote that I love? Farah Alvin from a review has a has a voice that your family could summer in. Oh, yeah. I like is that. that it, so it's big and belty and soft and emotional. And she's just incredible.
1: Farah was also, he, she was your best friend, but she was also my eternal stage wife because <gasps> we correct. did, we did like three or four plays together and we were always cast as either husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. Correct. Yeah. We correct. were, you, this, you were my, my
2: stage wife.
0: That was it. It yeah. was a, it was a, a,
2: a sort of artificial love affair. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> when you both graduated, did your stage children have to decide who to live with? <laughs> in a, in in the, in the, uh, mashup dramatic. Uh, production of Irreconcilable Differences <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer was it
3: a musical too because yeah. I hope so oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah of course
2: uh, I guess it would be called Irreconcilable Kramers
3: exclamation point the musical Exactly. Yeah, there we so, go so
2: uh so Farah does have a wonderful voice. She's also an actress. She's been in many Broadway shows. Yeah. she's done her own cabaret shows, and she went to high school with us. That's right. So
3: that's the most important part, and <laughs> that
2: is definitely the most important part. So, how are you doing, Farah?
0: I'm doing all right. I um I've been very fortunate to um. able to perform even in this sort of weird pocket of the pandemic that we're in yeah Uh, i feel really lucky to do that because so much of live theater and live performance has not been in operation for the last year and a half so um i just reprised one of my uh one person shows which is a 70s tribute show called b-side um i did that and uh, i just did a production of a at the Cape Playhouse in, um, Dennis, Massachusetts, which is the oldest running, uh, summer stock theater in the country. They've been in operation for over a hundred years. Um, so people are trying to make it happen and I'm really lucky to be a part of that. And, um, I'm, you know, living my best Delta variant life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm good. Oh my goodness. Oh, we should also say, in addition to all of that, you were also a nutritional coach? What's that about?
0: That's correct, yeah. Um,
2: apparently, so... apparently, that hasn't rubbed off on me yet.
0: <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, about um, like 11, 12 years ago, I sort of thought what else am I passionate about if I if I wanted to be I actually wanted to be a bit pickier about the kind of theater work I was taking. Mm. You know, when this becomes your job, it was wonderful. Like the experiences we had with high school theater are a mixed bag. I'm sure we'll talk about that in <laughs> a second. But um but you know you sort of fall in love with this idea of what theater is and then you become a professional. I'm sure this is true for you know it's true in film and television and commercial work, everything and you go, Oh, this is not exactly what I imagined. And so, you know, as I progressed in my career, I wanted to be a little pickier about the work that I was taking. Nice. And I was like, well, what else am I passionate about? And I had become very passionate about health and nutrition and wellness. So I went to school for that. And I've been doing private coaching with clients, uh, on that front for, you know, 10 years. Nice. So, Excellent.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we said that Farrah lives in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what if people I mean, now you could do anything on Zoom, I guess. But well, I was like, yeah. so if you're in New York and you want to, yeah, we should say you're in New York.
1: You can't Broadway on Zoom. Exactly. But, you know. Oh,
2: you know what? I did say Broadway. So yeah. that That's was okay. implied. It was inferred. <laughs> One of my favorite moments is the very first job you got when you yeah. decided to go to New York and you decide to go there instead of going to college, which I think yeah. was the right move as a, so. as a, as a high know, school dropout <laughs>
0: at the time was definitely the right move. I don't think college is for everyone. I'm yeah. Very, I know you, I know you have said that. On this yeah. Very
2: yeah. Podcast, so. <laughs> but, um, so the first job that I remember you having was in a Christmas carol at Madison exactly. square garden And it was this very charming, who, was it Ben Vereen? Yeah, Ben
0: Vereen and Terrence Mann were the stars. And it was... um... Uh, written by uh, Lynn Ahrens and Alan Menken. Alan yeah. Menken, of course, wrote, you know, every famous Disney movie. Right. You know, Beauty and the Beast. and Aladdin. Uh, Aladdin, et cetera, yeah. And so they wrote the score, and uh, Lynn Aarons wrote the lyrics to Ragtime. They were, like, an amazing sort of dream. Oh, scene. and Once and on
2: this Island, and... that Lynn Ahrens.
0: Yeah. yeah, that Lynn Ahrens, yeah, also wrote Once on this Island. So they were the writers of the show. Sorry, I'm literally standing on the street and – couldn't be in a louder spot New York. <laughs> you,
2: you're coming through loud yeah, and clear. you sound great
0: okay good sorry there's like a lady having a full conversation with her dog i mean a full conversation like the dog is talking back it's a lot um,
2: <laughs> is it about anyway, a serious topic or are they like abortion
0: <laughs> yes. that's a good segue yeah um yes uh they're talking about the california recall it's interesting oh um, of oh. course so no they're not just just i don't know what the Actually, she's talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't care. I'm a New Yorker. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that was my first big gig. And there were a lot of other sort of famousy people attached. And it was a really special, lovely Christmas show.
2: Yes. Yeah. So then I went to it. And afterwards, like when I met up with you, I was just so welled up because I'd seen you in plenty of shows. I'd been in shows with you. I'd, you know, seen your cabaret show. But there was something about like you doing this show. And then outside it was New York yeah. and you had moved there and you were like realizing your dream by being in a big production. I described to him like, this is so amazing. And you were kind of like, "What? what's going on? <laughs> but I just remember having this like really like emotional, emotional response to like, you know, all of
3: that.
0: Well, that's great. I mean, it's really not, it was, I I vaguely remember that too. I definitely remember you coming to visit. Elvie used to come and visit me a lot in New York and, um, which was a total blast. And she was, was, you were still on Nick at the time, right? So you have reasons to come here for work quite often and. Um, and we would be, we were not cool. Oh, we would not do like cool New York thing. Oh we no. Were both, like, <laughs> we were like 19 also. So we couldn't like go out and do things that grown ups right. grownups. So like, you know, go see a Broadway show together. Yeah. You know, we were kind of nerdy together, which was really fun to do. But I appreciate that you remember that. Like, you know, it's special when you're, you I don't know if, if there's any theater kids listening. I I teach theater now too. You know, it's sort of like you when your your dream actually sort of comes true, it came true very early for me and then you know derailed and changed and into all <laughs> different kinds of things after that. But like it was really special to have a person who was there like when my theater dreams were were percolating, sort of see it all yeah. come to fruition.
2: You were in the touring company of Greece. Yes. Playing Jan Jan. But Jan. then I'm you Danny, I'd rather play Danny. Yeah. <laughs> play but then you were on Broadway in Greece. That's right. Playing were you the company and understudy for Jan? What was that?
0: Yeah, that's right. I was in the ensemble and I understudied Jan and Miss Lynch. I was 20 years old when I joined the class. Wow. Yes. I had to cover the teacher because I was tall. Of course.
2: So I I have this romantic notion and I like to surprise people. <laughs> so I think it was the first time I surprised you is when you were in Greece on Broadway, mm. and I remember I like that, you had right? told me that people would be annoyed because the the musical is not the same as the play,
1: right? So
2: people would what the movie, you mean the, the, movie, movie. the movie? Oh yes, the movie. <laughs> The musical is not the same as the movie. The play, I do like
0: the original play had no music. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah I do like no the play. idea of
1: a strictly non-musical <laughs> version of Greece. It's like a dramatic playwright version. Yeah, right. Um.
2: So there's a school shooting. Um, <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> so you would say people would be disappointed because yeah. the. The musical on Broadway didn't end with "You're the one that I want." Right, you are the one I want. Who, who, who? So I had gone there. I had gone to a flower shop, maybe more than one, because I wanted to find bamboo. Like, instead <laughs> of bringing you flowers, I wanted to bring yeah. you a wop a bop a bamboo <laughs> <laughs> So I was able to, to find that and, like, have it wrapped up like little flowers. And then I waited at the stage door after I saw you. Uh-huh. Uh, after the play. And when I saw you came, come out, I go, why didn't you sing? You're the one that I want. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, oh my God. And then he said, oh, I totally walked through my performance today. You have to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did. We came, me and Michael Morona came back.
0: Oh my God, that's right. A couple
2: right. days later. And so, I
0: I tried that day. Yes,
2: I just, uh, yeah, she tried really hard. (laughs) It was like the (laughs) biggest jazz hands, wide-eyesiest performance (laughs) of all time. I wanted them
0: to get their money's worth. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: So uh, those are, I think, two of my favorite. I mean, I've come to, I do like, I've surprised you like four times.
0: you have surprised me so many times. It is, it is truly crazy. And it is, you know, I don't know, it's kind of like one of the last like things in life that's surprising, I guess. I don't know. We're just so jaded. We sort of have so much information <laughs> yeah. like, when you're doing a show and you have absolutely no idea that like your best friend from high school is there. And then you walk out and you're like, what? Although, can I tell the story about how it was ru- ruined? Uh, yes,
2: I was about to, but you can go yeah. ahead.
0: Okay. So I did this show two years ago. It was sort of one of the last shows before the world shut down, I guess. And, um, it was in this very strange location where you had to go into this church and then down It's an off-Broadway theater, which are sometimes in weird places. So you had to like go down this elevator. It's impossible to find. And so, and also at the top of the show, the star of the show is my lovely friend, Chris Duan. He um, started the show in that coming into the audience. So like he was in basically the audience went in and he stood in the lobby when the lobby was empty and then he like entered into the theater and so that basically had just happened and LB was arriving to surprise me like late because she could not find the theater because no one could find the theater <laughs> yeah. so she was like wandering like run, half wandering half running like through the lobby to try and get to the show before it started and so Chris is standing there and he's like exactly the right age to be a super fan of oh, yours no. was, like 30 31 at the time and so he comes immediately backstage I didn't know LB I didn't see her but Chris comes immediately backstage and he's like Lori Bethenberg is here and I go what and he goes Lori Bethenberg is here and I was like oh she's here for me I was, like, <laughs> I was so excited right and he was like, what and I was like she's here for me and he was like, there was no understanding of this at all. So like the, 30, <laughs> the 32 and under crowd were like gagging and losing their mind that Lori Beth Dumberg was at the show and they did not understand when I was like explaining, like, she surprised me. But then she didn't, of course, know that her surprise had been ruined. So yeah, she was like, surprise! When I got to the <laughs> lobby, I was like, I know you're here.
2: Oh, uh, so, so that was still really good. It was a play called "Enter Laughing" by Carl yeah. Reiner. Oh wow! Um, and you were definitely like, it was a, a swell show. But there's one song that you performed. Were you sitting on a piano or just near it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, sitting on
2: it, Which yeah. was like, def- everyone in the audience was like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. You are walking around with your Trader Joe's groceries, so we're going to yeah. let you go and go home. <laughs> Say hi to the husband and the kid. Thank you so I much. Will. And it's been lovely awesome. to talk to you. Well, thanks so
0: much. I'm so I'm so honored. I'm a big, uh, you know, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I'm...
0: I'm very happy to be here. Um, have a great podcast, you guys. Have Thank
2: you night. so much, babe. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So we're going to move on to
1: our final question of the day. And our final question is a phone question. I'm very excited. Oh, good. And it is from Anonymous. Okay.
4: Hello, Lori Beth and Clark. I would like to remain anonymous for this question. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I tune in every week and I'm almost caught up. Um I have a question about living alone. Um throughout my 20s, uh I've lived with lots of different people and it's always pretty much gone poorly with very few exceptions and I moved around a lot in my 20s. Um, and finally, during the pandemic, I was able to swing it so that I could live alone for the first time in my life, and this is something that I had dreamed of doing for years. I was like, this would solve all of my problems. Like, I won't have to deal with interpersonal stuff with roommates that just ruined my friendships, and uh I can just stand on my own two feet, and now that I do live alone, the first couple months were chill and fun and um now like because of my isolation because of covid i'm kind of still having covid fears um i basically am just alone all the time and i'm kind of starting to go crazy so i guess my question is how do you deal with living alone um i should add that i'm 30 just turned and the uh feeling of being alone all the time feels very uh very dirty anyway uh thank you guys so much i hope my question made sense (laughs)
1: see ya all right that is anonymous
4: anonymous
2: your question makes a lot of sense yeah it makes a lot of sense and it doesn't happen this way a lot. It's weird cuz you don't want to move in with someone you don't know. Right. But also your roommate shouldn't be your best friend. Yeah. Because separate lives are important.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and there is nothing worse than dreading going home oh yeah living with someone yeah or somewhere even if it's like my neighbors are awful or like that feeling of like dreading going home this is supposed to
1: be your sanctuary exactly your your place of escape
2: let me get there and relax let me get there and get the shit done i need to do so i'll feel good that i got it done or
1: just hide away from the world
2: yeah exactly so to know you're walking into something like that and to regret it, you sounds, yeah. I don't know how bad they were, but it sounds like you moved every th- three weeks. Yeah, seriously. Uh, is the problem you? <laughs> Somehow all of my roommates ended up dead.
1: <laughs> exactly. She's like black widow of roommates.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I talk a lot like Valley Girl and it's <laughs> annoying, but I
3: am literally a Girl. You are literally a, a Valley, Valley Girl. Girl. It's true, it's true, it's true. Um,
1: well, you've, out of the two of us, yeah. I've never lived alone. I've no. only lived with either roommates or my parents or my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two, three things. You've lived alone a number of times.
2: Yeah, I have lived alone, which was a relief. Yeah. It was a relief when it happened because it followed a bad situation. Totally. It followed a roommate that. There was there were issues, mm-hmm. and I was uncomfortable, and it was upsetting. with someone who was a friend of mine, right, not super close. I you know, got to know we got to know each other better living together, but it just was not a good situation. And I moved out to the first place I think I'd lived alone since I think it was, since I'd gotten sober.
1: Wow. Because when I was
2: sober, I had no money. You know, we've talked about I was the good kind of homeless. I went from couch to couch and floor to floor. I stayed with you for a while. Yeah, yeah. um, Until the landlord was like, who's this girl? Do you (laughs) have a new roommate? Yeah, exactly. Do you need to pay me money? And you were like, look, you gotta go. (laughs) Um, But I think when I finally landed at a place that was my own, it was like, oh.
1: Yeah. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And it's. Just sucks so hard, my dear anonymous, that you finally had this thing. Yeah. You can be alone. And guess what? You can be alone for two years yeah, after that. Exactly. Unless you want to die of COVID. Oh. So that is a whole other thing. But what's interesting is we all had, not not all of us, a lot of people had that same experience. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we weren't going out. We weren't meeting for dinner. We weren't going for drinks at the bar. We weren't going to family things. That's right. Uh, I mean, unless you're a bad person and (laughs) you probably still are. Get vaccinated. Hashtag one million hugs. Um, So. I mean, hopefully you've been reaching out in the, in all the ways we can on it. Things are opening up a little bit more, but you know, reaching out, doing the zoom, yeah. I never heard of zoom before yeah. this freaking pandemic. Did. Nobody did. So I think that if you're reaching out as best you can there, yeah. that that's good. Yeah. And if you're, Leaving your house, even now, even though things are opening up, what I just said, you know, even during the pandemic, I would have suggested, you know, going going outside, going for walks. There were places we could go with our masks on, mm-hmm. and just kind of soaking up the out of doors and seeing people. Yeah, not pe- you know people that I walked. I w- during the early pandemic, yeah. I met a friend of mine. Who's now a very good friend of mine, but we were friendly acquaintances, sure, friends. Sure. Uh, I met her at a park and we would walk. Mm. A, walk for health reasons, but B, she has a doggy named Bella. Oh, yeah. And I got to have some doggy time. Exactly. Because I board dogs when people go out of town. Right. But no one was going Nobody out of town. Nobody was leaving, yeah. So I was jonesing for a dog. Yeah. So that would be the thing. And then we, we were part of our, you know, little bubble. Mm. So eventually we got to, you know, hang out. We went to her house and this and that. Nice. Masks, all the whole deal, washing hands. And, you know, I'd get doggy love. But, you know, then I would, of course, I talked to everybody. But, like, even we would just see other people and say hi. and
1: strangers. And connect
2: with the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that's important to do yes that's really important to do yes um and i don't think you want to Find a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be like, oh, fuck, what did I do?
1: I do feel like Anonymous would have also called us at this moment if she didn't find roommates and she was still living with other people. Yeah. And it would have been a totally different call of yeah, like, right? oh, I live with people and I can't find a way to live on my own. Yeah. And I've been stuck with the same two horrible people for two years straight now oh. and I'm going to murder them tomorrow. Oh, Anonymous. Right. Yeah.
2: I, I. I can't say that. I'd say I would choose to be alone for the pandemic rather than with someone. But I was with my dad. Yeah. So it was frustrating. Yeah. And there was that horrible feeling of being quarantined but never being alone. Yes. I never had just... Yeah. And so this might be a time, Anonymous, to just... Remember where you came from. Right. And say, okay, is this still better than living in an uncomfortable situation yeah. with a friend slash roommate slash yeah. eventual enemy? Yeah. And having that regret and that uncomfortability. And saying, okay, I don't have to worry about that. Because I live on my own now.
1: Exactly.
2: But that means that you have to work a little harder to connect with people with the outside world. Right. Obviously the pandemic was a huge obstacle for, you know, that. Totally. It's not like you're gonna go to the roller rink. <laughs> yeah, like totally. it's closed forever. <laughs> um, oh, our roller rink. Our
1: roller rink, yeah. Just got yeah, closed and turned into land. the turned into the uh the uh what's his name? Alex Trebek Center for the Homeless. Oh, it
2: did? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was going to be some sort of charity, but Skateland, pour one out for Skateland, pour one out on the skating part so I can slip on it. (laughs) Like I need something to (laughs) help me slip Um, concussion. Uh, So, yeah, living alone you do have to find a way to reach out more because it can yeah. get to the point, and especially with the pandemic, just yeah. through like yeah. the monkey wrench of the millennium yeah. into the, God, the millennium, still like really young. Right? I know. What else could go wrong? <laughs> you have to work harder to reach out and to- not start isolating in a bad way to not let the isolation take over. Yeah. But when you live alone, you have to work harder on that.
1: Now, let me ask you this this might be a good idea or this might be a horrible idea. Okay. Does she contact some of those old roommates? Not to be like, come live with me. Just to talk to them and remind herself like, remember when I had to live with these idiots every single day? Yeah. Like maybe there would be something interesting about that, of contacting one of these or multiple of them and being like, hey, how's everything going? How's life? What's been happening? How's the pandemic treated you? Just to hear what they're saying and to slow start realizing, no, you know what? Yeah. I think I am right, o- better off being here exactly than stuck with them for two years. It's
2: like, hey, I just want to call and connect. I know you drank my milk.
3: <laughs> You're
2: like, All right, yeah. clicking off the phone, exactly. living by myself. You put your feet up and you light a cigar, and you just remember exactly. Work, work on getting out of the house to go places, safe places right now. Some stuff is opening up. Yep. But, um use
1: social media contact yeah. old friends talk to your old you know people that you haven't seen in a while
2: yeah that's a big thing is is being able to connect with which you know all of this made it so easy we yeah. all have 90 we already had 92 ways to connect right with. whenever some new thing comes them like Snapchat what the fuck is this like I don't have enough <laughs> ways.
1: ways
2: to be bored by everyone I know <laughs> and be like anxious that I'm not communicating enough on my own yeah exactly but um sorry Snapchat. <laughs> Take and that yet, Snapchat! Take that Snapchat! Their stock just plummeted. <laughs> you know, so and I appreciate anonymous being anonymous, so that her roommates won't be like, "That bitch hates me now."
1: That sounded like Susan.
2: Yeah, I I think Clark is right, and that's why I said, "Remember where you came from." Yeah, that the the yuckiness and uncomfortability and all that stuff of living with people is what it is. You can't control the other people, yeah. but you can control how much you reach out and to whom yeah. and how yeah. and getting out of your house. Yeah. So- if
1: you're feeling lonely, we live in an age where you can be at home and not lonely anymore. Yes. You can contact friends. You can, you know, meet new people. There's all sorts of fun things that you can do now online. Exactly. So use online, get, uh, get some friends.
2: And go outside and just say hi to random people.
1: Yeah, I love that too.
2: If they're not carrying a knife. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, But that was the last question of the day. Okay. That was it. So uh, if you guys out there listening, if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at askglorybeth.com. You can follow us on all the socials at Ask Lori Beth or just leave a message with your voice at 1-855-336. Two three seven four. That's one eight five five D E N B E R G or one eight five five Denberg.
2: And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and there is the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. If you want a lovely personalized video from me for a loved one or someone you hate, <laughs> or if you want me to break up with your boyfriend Ooh, for you, enough. Go. Funny, hilarious way. I love that. Quiet. This is a breakup. (laughs) Can you imagine? I'd fucking do it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, You can book me for any of those at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Prank phone calls
1: have been a staple of uh, humor for like. 50 years. Yes. We need to evolve into prank uh, cameos.
2: I love it.
1: Right? Just randomly buy a cameo for somebody that you hate and have that person like tell them off. Yeah. That's, oh, amazing. I'm done.
2: That, that's I'm done. I'm done with right? that. Right? No. I meant to say I'm down with down. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Thank you so much babes.
4: There. Thanks for listening.